got American pride. Traditional country singer-songwriter and recording artist Richard Lynch is back just in time to celebrate Independence Day. He's going to talk about his Love Tattoo Foundation for assisting our heroic veterans and his new album, Think I'll Carry It On, on the Better Each Day podcast radio show. So you have a new album. Yes, sir. I think I'll carry it on. That's a cool name. Well, it's, you know, I thank you. It's, uh, it's made reference in reference to the fact that we want to carry on traditional country music. And uh, there's some folks doing it, just uh, not getting a whole lot of mainstream. But uh, I'd like to do what I can to preserve and keep that good traditional country sound. Yeah, I love the sounds, too. You've got the Telecaster, steel guitar, uh, just some, some nice, cool sounds, great lyrics, got a great voice. I'm, I'm, oh, glad, thank you. I'm glad you're carrying the flag. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it, and, and you're doing it well. Well, thank you. Are you playing live a lot? Oh, every, yeah. We're, we're playing every weekend, and sometimes, you know, three times or four times a week, so we're, we're working an awful lot. Well, it's a good thing you're a youngster, right? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, we got, you know, I feel good and we're, I'm 56, but we work, you know, we've been working all our life and, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a testament that if you stay active, the body does pretty good. When you sit down and quit, that's when you get in trouble. That's what I hear. So I'm doing the same thing as you are. It's, uh, and it's working for me. You're actually younger than I am. So I feel good about that. I think, uh, Country music is a genre that lends itself well to older sounding voices as well. What do you think about that? I bet there are a lot of young guys going, God, I can't wait till I get older so I can sound like Richard Lynch. <laughs> well, you know, I, I really love a well-matured sounding voice. And, uh, you know, I, I hear recordings of myself when I was 20. And, uh, you know, you know, you can definitely um, tell the difference in today, you know, we get a, we get a little older, we get a little polished, and we tend to, you know, get that good uh, resonation in our voice. And uh, I don't think I had it, you know, when I was twenty. So yeah, I, I think there's something to that. And your lyrics probably go along with that. I think you you have a song about uh, your daddy's guitar. Yeah. Well, um, that was a song that I wrote with with intentions of no one ever hearing it other than my wife and my mom, and. Uh, Somehow I gave that copy um, to my wife, and she played it for my mom, and then she played it for somebody, and then she played it for somebody, and it's like, you know, everybody has a dad, and uh, they 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 associated the lyrics with the uh, um, in the, with my song that uh, with with a lot of folks, you know, that's just in general, and I think that's what makes country music um, so well received and universal is because even though I wrote a song about my dad. You know, it, it appeals to a lot of people with similar 
situations there. So I, I you know, once I realized it made a connection with people, we decided to go ahead and put that on the, on the album as well. And the album came out what June first, just this month. Yeah, it's just just got released a couple of weeks ago, so it's doing quite well for ourselves. And you know, we're excited to see all the different and multiple interests around uh, the country and actually around the world right now. It's amazing. Well, this interview is perfectly timed for Fourth of July. It's exactly two weeks away, and uh, you're like me. You're kind of a flag waving crazy guy, and uh, oh, you're absolutely, the, you're the guy to talk to on this. So, you have a, a venue that you actually built. I believe it's a barn, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the coolest thing ever. When I saw that, I thought, "Wow, I like this guy." That's what I would do, you know, if, if I had the opportunity to do it. You look at it from from the viewpoint of, yeah, it costs a lot of money, it's a lot of work, and this and that. But it just seems like a, a dream come true type of a situation to me. That's exactly right. I, I had a we bought a beautiful farm in '03. Well, first of all, I was raised on an old farm, and and uh, you know, hard work is just a way of life. You know, I'm realize at a young age you have to work hard at whatever you do uh, know to be successful so hard work really doesn't bother me you know we have this beautiful farm and what better way um to share you know the country music than on a beautiful country farm with a hay field and horses at a big pretty pond and i mean it's just it's amazing we're very fortunate and anybody and everybody that comes to that barn they're, they're blown away it's you know when someone hears the name old barn you know, you tend to you know you tend to think about an old, dirty, dusty, drafty building, but that's the farthest thing from it. It's a, a beautiful venue, and you walk in, and it's so pristine. And that wood kind of helps resonate that real soft sound in the barn. It's it's really amazing facility. Do you have trouble getting musicians to come out there and play? I wouldn't think so. Oh no, I have a five-piece band along with myself. I'm the sixth piece that. That we're very fortunate. We work a lot, and uh, but you know the we work. Uh, we bring in Asheville uh, uh, Grand Ole Opry star once a month, June through August, to our barn uh, every year, and uh, uh, they're they're just blown away at uh, you know the sincerity of the uh, of the the folks that come there, the the serenity of the farm, and, uh, and there's no rush, there's no pressure. They all can enjoy the farm, the music, and, and the artists are just as much um, at ease and comfortable there as the uh, the patrons that come to hear the music. It's it's really amazing. Can we talk about one of your songs on your new album? It's uh, You bet. I like them all. I listen to the whole thing, and uh, I'm a big fan now, I got to tell you. But the song well, thank is, you. they don't play them like that. What is that one about? Well, I had been traveling back and forth uh, to Nashville two or three, sometimes four times a month, recording and doing session work and all kinds of stuff, putting this new album together and lots of things that I do in Nashville. And um, uh, one trip, we were probably, I don't know, 80 or 90 miles north of Nashville, just south of Louisville on I-65 heading north. And right about that same location, we always lose that WSM signal. I like to listen to WSM out of Nashville there. And uh, started getting to that same location and started losing that signal. And I grabbed the, the knob on the, uh, the old radio and I started, you know, skewing around looking, trying to find that station that I wanted to hear. And uh, after, you know, just a couple minutes, I, I found this obscure radio station. Yeah. And they were playing 
an old George Strait song. They were playing old Conway song. They were playing my kind of music, yeah. that real traditional country music. And I was blown away. <laughs> and I realized that I'm living a song right here as I'm driving. Hey, and absolutely. So um, I, 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 found the, I found the song. I, I felt the lyrics, and we wrote the song on our way home from Nashville, heading back towards uh, our home in Waynesville, Ohio. So we, it kind of just wrote, our, wrote it. We let, it, let the circumstances... Um, be known and kind of wrote the song around the circumstances. It's really a, a true story how we wrote it. That's how I took it. Yeah, I think you write from the heart on all your stuff, but that one really hit home, and it's like almost like a scene from a movie to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, they once again to me, I think that's that's what's missing in country music today. They're they're leaving emotion. They're leaving that story. They're leaving that that heartfelt situation out of the music. And, uh, you know, I'd really like to see some more of that come back into, into play to today's music. I pressed the gas pedal hard on my pickup truck Driving up the interstate when I heard a song come on the radio, I thought, oh, wow, that sounds like George Strait. So I drove a little longer, the signal got stronger, and a disc jockey spoke on the air. He said, thank you folks for listening, and if real country is what you're missing, there's no need to go anywhere. They don't play them like that today And all the feelings gone Why'd they go and take that sound away The sound of a good old country song Don't they know that a steel guitar Can melt your heart And take your blues away They don't play them like that no more I had about another 30 miles to drive When Conway's voice started to fade Through the snapping and the cracking on my radio That's where that station stayed I knew I found it accidentally And I didn't have it in me To turn the dial on tight-fitting jeans I guess the dish jockey knew he was getting through When Conway started singing to me They don't play them like that today Now all the feeling's gone Why'd they go and take that sound away The sound of a good old country song Don't they know Take your blues away They don't play them like that no more And all the feeling's gone
part that really connects well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of of how you go about it. There's not a lot of electronic stuff. There's not a lot of uh, massive production. It's uh, turn it on and go. Here's what you get. Right. And uh, yeah, and the words and the story are, are great. I'm I'm really crazy about the, a song on there called Back in 1953. Oh, and, uh, bingo. Yeah, it's such a personal song to me because. I have, uh, you know, I, I mentioned I grew up, you know, on a little farm, and my dad was an incredible singer and entertainer, and uh, I grew up listening to my dad perform and just loving that traditional country music. And at a young age, when I was uh, 19 years old, my dad had given me a 1957 Gibson cutaway guitar, and uh, I hadn't played that guitar since I was 19 years old. Well, you know, we we move and and you know time marches on and the old guitar needed some uh, attention and it needed to be worked on and I did a show last November with Exile. I Man, those guys are incredible and I got to become friends with their guitar tech and I told him how I had this guitar and uh, I, he said, Richard, I can fix that guitar and you know we all have reservations. We we want to make sure that we don't just give it to anybody. Yeah. But I talked a little bit with him, and I felt good about talk, you know, leaving it with him. And sure enough, uh, I let him have it. And three weeks later, I get it back, and I'm playing this guitar that I hadn't played since I was 19 years old. And it's playing better than ever, looking better than ever, sounding better than I ever remembered it. And this whirlwind of emotion come over, comes over me as I'm playing this guitar. And uh, I, I started writing the song, and then... I stopped. I said, I got to get my brother involved in it. And it just so happened that Tim Bennington, my uh, guitar player, was driving up the, up the, my lane to see me that day. I said, guys, come around here. Listen to what I got here. Help me out with it. So all three of us put our heads together and had input to write the song back in 1953. And in essence, it's about my dad giving me that guitar that uh, meant so much to me as a kid. I'm, I'm playing it again. That emotion just took me took over me i guess you might say maybe there was a song in that guitar just waiting to come out you ever get that feeling <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly how i thought when we were when we were playing the guitar because i was writing the song holding the guitar that i was singing about and it's like it's like you know this is so overdue for this guitar to finally breathe and, yeah. and get that sound out that it's meant to do. That's exactly how I felt. I get to play this old guitar my daddy gave to me. It was made in a time before I was born. 1953 I'd like to have been around back then and see what I could see maybe understand just how the man gave his love of music to me think I'll carry it on playing my song way my daddy did when I was a kid in our country home. A thousand memories 
through me I hope I'm good enough Like my daddy was Back in 1953 Sometimes I feel a presence Coming over me When I play this guitar From my heart Is it really him or me? I wonder who will play this old guitar When my days are done Will they still have the love for the music From an old country song Hope they carry it on Playing their songs The way I did When I was a kid In that country home A thousand memories Flowing through the breeze I hope they're good enough Like my daddy was Back in 1953 It's another scene from Richard Lynch, the movie. <laughs> you may be right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for it. It's going to be uh, George Lucas, uh, Spielberg. Somebody's got to do this. I'm waiting for it. Oh, man, that'll be something. Yeah, and you'll have merchandise, T-shirts, Frisbees, the whole bit. <laughs> Absolutely. So your foundation, the Love Tattoo Foundation, talk about that a little bit, please. Well, the Love Tattoo Foundation is an organization that me and my wife started oh, a few years ago. And we are both such huge uh, supporters of our men and women that serve our country. You know, as far as I'm concerned and my wife is concerned, we, we can't do enough to help them. So um, I, I never served in the, in the Army, but my dad did, my grandpa did, my, dad, my brother did. So you know, as far as I'm concerned, we can't do enough to help these folks. So I did a show with Ronnie McDowell, and uh, I always loved his music, and I found out that Ronnie did three tours of duty in Vietnam, and I went from loving the man's music to now loving the guy because I realized he's the real deal. He's a sincere, all-American, red, white, and blue, my kind of guy. Yeah. I got to do a show with him, and I, I said, Ronnie, I've got this song that I've been kind of doing, and it's, 
getting a lot of interest from folks. I was wondering if you'd take a listen to it, and if you'd like it, consider doing it with me as a, a duet. Well, we played it for him, and he said, when are we recording it? I said, we'll set it up. So we got in the studio, and we got in there, and it was just so magic. I guess that's a, a, a crazy word to use, but I can't think of anything better than to say it's the word. what emotion flowed. Yeah. Out of that, out of that microphone that day, and in that studio, and and we were so happy that we got to do the song together because Ronnie put his heart and soul into that, that song, and it, it shows on the recording, especially on his delivery of that, you know, that recitation where he talks about his his friends being lost because that was the real deal. He he felt that emotion, and it shows in the song. So we got the we got together, and we decided that you know we're not gonna we're not gonna keep any of the money on this and that we yeah we dedicated every every nickel of sale from that particular song to a place called the will win lodge in upper michigan it's a 1200 acre facility that's dedicated to the the well-being and health mental health of our veterans it has a 60 acre lake and anybody from World War II to today's conflict is welcome there if you served our country. They just require that you make a, an appointment and schedule your, your visit. But they can go stay for a week or 10 days and have a chance to reflect and get their head together. And uh, it's just something that me and Ronnie feel strongly about that we're kind of giving, giving back a little bit, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. It's, it's all a cool idea, and I'll put uh, all your information on the links on the uh, show notes. Richard, it's always good to talk to you. I wish you luck. You've got good all over you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you immense, and I hope we cross paths in the very near future. All right, you got it. Talk soon. See you now. All right, bye-bye. He loves his God, his kids, his wife. For them, he gladly give his life. He served his country as many do. And he came home with a love tattoo. I remember when the soldier walked past. He paused. As he heard a young child ask Where'd you get that scar I see on you He smiled and said It's not a scar, it's my love tattoo The soldier said To keep our world more safe for you I fought and bled as many do I did what I knew I had to do No, it's not a scar It's my love tattoo My love tattoo is a symbol to remind him How we fought with pride for our Red, white, and blue If Uncle Sam asked him to stand With our soldiers in some foreign land He'd unpack his uniform and combat boots 
And with honor bring back home a new love tattoo My love tattoo helps me recall Some of my friends who gave their all They fought and died as many do So I'm proud to wear my love tattoo He loves his God, his kids, his wife For them he gladly gave his life And he served his country like heroes do And he came home with a love tattoo Yes, he came home with a love tattoo Radio Show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better. <laughs>